Welcome to the Biba Frequency. I'm Biba Logan, your host to Conversations with Consciousness. On today's show, I have a very special guest, a dear friend of mine, Ramon Horka. Ramon is the trailblazing CEO of Galactic Ireland, a beautiful stargazing event that will leave you spellbound. And in today's episode, you will be able to hear the electromagnetic frequency between myself and Ramon as we laugh and have fun talking about the dark night of the soul, spiritual awakenings that continually go on and on and on, and how to navigate those difficult days with microdosing and all the different healing modalities that we can access during these times of ascension. So, are you ready to surrender to the cosmic dance? Sit back, relax, and let the cosmic frequencies guide you through this electrifying show. Get ready to have your mind and your heart ignited. Let's dive in. Hey, Ramon. Yeah. Are you ready? I'm ready. Ready, steady. Ready, steady. Ramon, tell me without looking on your phone, what is the Schumann resonance today? Okay, so the Schumann resonance is an electromagnetic principle when electromagnetic energy hits a spherical object, the frequency at which the spherical object resonates when that field hits it is what is called the Schumann resonance. Our Schumann resonance here on this planet is, I believe, 7.83 hertz. So that's the frequency that it vibrates at when the electromagnetic energy hits our, our spherical planet so that's but they say that the human resonance is going up now because it's starting to vibrate at a higher level because there's more electromagnetic energy and stronger electromagnetic energy hitting the planet does that make sense no not really Um, no not really (laughs) (laughs) we've lost the entire audience after the first 10 seconds welcome to ramon orca Yeah, well, anyway, when you get a spherical object and 7.83 hertz and blah, 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 blah. (laughs) Well, welcome. Welcome to the Bieber frequency. So I would like you to feel the frequency of the Schumann resonance now and tune into that and tell me what it feels like today. Okay, but I can't do that while I'm talking. So you talk and I'll... Okay, so I'm just actually sitting here with Ramon in his studio and I'm asking him to tune in. And Ramon is the one who told me all about the Schumann resonance. So when I was waking up feeling like I was falling through the floor or flying through the ceiling, Ramon was able to teach me what that was and why that was. And I have a a relationship with Ramon whereby we will text each other randomly and saying, are you feeling that? So I never feel alone in the world with Ramon and vice versa. I'm one of his black cats. Oh, very true. So, yeah, there used to be this this uh, chart called the Schumann Resonance Chart, but it was actually on a Russian website, right? And when you see, it was like a blue chart. And when you saw all these lines on the chart, if, they, if it went white, if you had a big white, or loads of white lines on the chart, it means that the electromagnetic energy hitting the planet was really, really intense. So the chart would just go like these big white lines from the top to the bottom. And usually when that was happening, you would feel the energy. You would like you'd feel really either really charged up and loads of energy or completely wiped out and flattened. I was the latter always, every single time. 
just like flattened every time I checked that chart and the, or I felt a bit off I checked the chart and if it was a white out then I would know but it's, but apparently that is the best time where downloads are coming in is when all that electromagnetic energy is hitting the planet because I don't know how many of you or you follow Pam Gregory the astrologer and she has a guy called Rory Duff and he is talking about how our Milky Way is moving has moved out of this dark magnetic cloud that it's been in for 10,000 years and now that our galaxy is moving out of that cloud the light photons that are hitting the planet are a lot stronger and a lot more powerful and there's more upgrades to our DNA apparently I can't prove that but it would make sense with the way everyone's feeling at the moment with the big move towards mindfulness and everybody kind of becoming more alternative and everybody wanting to look after their mental health um, meditate more spend more time in nature all that kind of stuff you know so that kind of makes sense to me um so what do you think of that is that why i've become such a wise owl you've always been a wise owl though <laughs> i thought it was just my age i was just making this uh you know transition from teenager into adulthood mm, yeah you could say that but you know it's just your intuition everyone's intuition is is getting heightened do you know what I mean? And our, we, we feel like something's changing. Do you know what I mean? And that can be really scary for somebody who, who hasn't really had any sort of spiritual awakening before. Like, you know, oh, oh, well, I was a dentist and then one day I just had this bang thing just happened to me and now I don't really know what the hell's going on. There's all this spiritual stuff coming at me. People talking about meditation. I'm bumping into all these people. Like when you're ready to learn the teacher will appear right or your teachers will appear it's not necessarily one person like your soul will always put you in the right place do you know what I mean but I've, I've seen it happen recently with a friend of mine who wasn't really into spirituality or really didn't was a bit skeptical about it and then she had a really profound change in her life like something bad happened to her and then suddenly when she hit the bottom that's where she saw the light of the light that's inside of her do you know what I mean because you have to go into the dark to find the light right <laughs> it's very true I think we've all been there dark night of the soul and now she's like she's been got on this spiritual quest and meeting all these really cool people and going to all these events and doing mushroom retreats and she did ayahuasca a couple of weeks ago she was like you're not going to believe what I just did and I was like what she was like, I just did ayahuasca I was like what you've gone from zero to a thousand <laughs> do you know what I mean you've gone from literally pony to unicorn in like three months time and I told her that that was going to happen I told her once she started looking once she started doing the work and looking inside herself that she's going to discover loads of new things she's going to, a new tribe is going to form around her she's going to meet a whole load of new people and uh, lo and behold that's happened you know I'm not saying I'm clairvoyant it's just that that's what happened to me and so I've watched other people go through that same that same kind of path and they've all met people and they've all done things do you know what I mean that's kind of made them a better person really yeah well let's just pause there for a second and say you are clairvoyant I don't know I was going to be a clairvoyant actually but I just didn't see a future in it that's a joke why would you give me a joke I don't get jokes I have this really strange disorder where I don't get jokes and I don't remember names anyway talking about the human resonance and consciousness and downloads I've noticed that my inability my inability my ability to tune in is off the charts it's just gone through the roof I feel like I'm on a continual road of channeling 
In fact, I just feel like I'm channeling the whole time and I don't feel like it. I know it. And I'm beginning to realize that, in fact, that's all we ever do and ever have done. We're just waking up to that. And so the Schumann resonance, I think, has created a specific frequency within our realm that has um, aligned us to very high vibrations. And on those vibrations and on those timelines are other beings and other realities. And so there's a beautiful blend now of consciousness within consciousness, within consciousness, like fractals of information. And so when I wake up and I look in the mirror and I don't recognize myself or when you send me a picture of you on the mountains which by the way my whatsapp with you is just you in the mountains how do you feel and then you're you're in the mountains like you're tuning in yeah i absolutely like i'm finding at the moment like nature is is the biggest pull for me is like i'm really craving it all the time it's just where i want to be and it's exactly what you just said there about remember what we said about the light hitting the planet and the human resonance going up like you said it's a higher frequency so everything that's hitting us it can be quite overwhelming actually because you can you can be you can feel really like spun out by it do you know what i mean um like whether you're an awake person or whether you're not and i i hate kind of labeling us like that you know what i mean but there are more spiritually aware people and then there are less spiritually aware people and then you've got the whole woke movement as well do you know what i mean so there's there's a lot of labeling going on out there but i think anybody who has been on a path will know exactly what what we're talking about but there's definitely like what you said there there's definitely higher energies and and different light hitting the planet i mean i've even noticed that the sun looks a different color now it used to look orangey yellow but now the sun is definitely looks like to me white like it looks white as opposed to yellow that what we used to see when we were kids do you know what i mean and also we're entering the age of aquarius and that's a whole other that's a whole other conversation do you know what i mean so as far as i'm concerned from what i study and from what i'm looking at and from what i'm feeling we're definitely moving into like like what you said a higher frequency you know um and we may even come up with new cures in this next phase of our evolution we might get cures for cancer i think they already exist to be honest cures for cancer aids all the all the ailments and diseases that we have i think we're on the cusp of eradicating those forever you know um and also i think like a lot of diseases manifest from your own your own traumas and your own thinking right i mean i think that's when people cop onto that like i'm not saying that that's the fix but it's certainly a, a symptom of your thinking and your trauma and if you don't process things and like I know all about that like I didn't process things for a long time I didn't start processing things until you know, yesterday like oh my gosh like a few years like about six or seven years now I've been really diving in doing the work and it's been it was painful like it was really like extremely painful but necessary do you know what I mean like you come out the other side it's like Andy Dufresne when he gets out of jail in the, when he when he escapes Shawshank you know he crawls through a river or a ship but comes out clean on the other side right so that's kind of it's the same principle right and you know when he comes out at the end and he's looking up at the lightning and it's raining and it's just like oh you, you did it <laughs> you know sometimes it feels like that you know it's like a storm but you come out the other side and you're you're a much better person for it you know until the storm comes back again yeah but it's just yeah but a storm is just energy there's no need to label it it's just energy like if I, if ever whenever there's a storm I just go outside in it and absorb because it, it's just it's it's the perfect expression of what it is it's just expressing itself perfectly whether it's a tornado or a hurricane or a passing shower they're just expressing themselves 
as they their their perfect expression of themselves you know so that's a beautiful thing yeah they can be destructive but they're just ex- there's just it's just like I'm a hurricane I, this is all I know how to do I just know how to express myself this is just what I do I can't go to the shop and get a cup of coffee I have to come through and wreck the gaff that's just what I do right <sighs> there's so much in what you said <laughs> so some mornings you wake up like a hurricane is that right no I some no I'm more like a Oh, I don't know, a gust of wind, and yeah, sometimes. But sometimes I wake up and it's, it's totally like most of the time I wake up and it's, and it's calm. Like there's days where you wake up and you know that you don't feel right. You know what I mean? But there's also like every day when you when I wake up, I just I just remember where I am in the big wheel of the Milky Way. I just imagine myself. I zoom out from the Milky Way and just go, there I am, wedged between the Orion arm and the Sagittarius arm. There I am, right there just like floating in this little rock in my bed and I'm in that I'm in this giant massive spinning 500 billion star galaxy that's so fucking cool <laughs> that's so cool that's so fucking cool and, and I wake up and I look at the the galaxy and I go there I am so I keep coming out and out and out and out and out but I just want to go back on a point you made there which is really important that when we continuously seek outside of ourselves the validation um, fixing this internal feeling with external things whether that's sex drugs power money greed fame food is a big one um, low self-worth and we're constantly trying to get validation from our external environment we're creating more lack and more separation and that leads to sickness but when we go in and when we do the work and you got to find out what the work is but when we start doing the work and working on ourselves and going in and really bringing the light in and having a look and allowing that to really uh, illuminate all the aspects within us and we can remove what no longer serves us and we can also work with other energy healers and workers and friends to help remove some of those blockages but when we begin to remove those blockages and meditate and change our frequency and align with whatever frequency we so choose because we are a symphony of frequencies that's what we are and whatever I'm tuning into I'm broadcasting and I'm really aware of that so if I'm tuning into my mother's going through cancer at the moment which she is and she's just pretty much finished that that if I tune into that I will broadcast that so I don't I keep my focus and I tune into her wellness and I tune into her radiance and I tune into her essence and I tune into her higher self and I see nothing but that and so for example today she rang me after three operations this week I mean serious stuff and she can only just begin to really have a cognitive thought for the first time in a week because she was so severely sedated she said you know Biba and this is the beauty of what we do she said it's it's seeing you the other day and I looked in your eyes and you looked at me and you knew I was all right and it was your looking at me made me know I was all right I saw no fear I saw no um, worry I just saw myself through your eyes and that's how I know I'm going to be well and that what she saw and what she caught was the frequency of what I'm tuning into so she's in your slipstream like exactly it's good 
thing. Yeah, it's just good to talk to you. And so, so for example, this is also important because we're all going through this, whether we're aware of it or not. Some of us are more aware than others. But when, when these shifts are coming and when these waves are coming and when these frequencies are coming and when this photonic light is coming in, and I've seen it in the quantum healing sessions, this photonic light, Ramon, I've seen nothing like it. Instellar is the closest thing I've seen to interstellar and um, when I go do these quantum healing sessions like personally myself I've been in these realms and I'm like oh my god and I now have access to those realms because I've mapped that in my system by doing the work so I'm not going to look up my external environment and be influenced by that I'm going in to this universe that's inside universe is uni within uni within uni is on the inside and then I'm bringing that out and my expression, whether it's through conversations, through art, through healing, through whatever, through friendships, through walking on the street and actually looking in someone's eyes and seeing them. Because I was walking down the street the other day and I made a decision to look at everybody in the eye. And some people were happy and some people were sad and some people weren't even in their bodies. But the, one, the ones that caught my eye, it was like we ignited one another. There's something powerful about eyes, isn't there? Yeah, there is. I'd like to say it's the window to the soul. But to come back to something that you were saying there about... I'm about to lose my thread now. You were talking about all that stuff about about being aware, right? And, and, And really trying to become like almost quantum like right like literally bringing your consciousness to another level that requires a lot of it requires a lot of work and and self-awareness because of the programming that 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 millennia of programming that we exist in right so it takes it's going to take it takes a while for you to kind of as as aware and as as spiritually awake or whatever you want to call it as you as you are there's always that programming still in the background trying to scramble scramble it do you know what I mean because that's what you're trying to do in order to get to yourself you have to unscramble the programming that's in front of you it's kind of like trying to get to the rose through the thorn bush <laughs> do you know what I mean that's what it always feels like to me the rose is there I'm just constantly trying to get through the thorns you know what I mean but I suppose there's not always thorns for people some people have a, have a, a slightly easier path um, to get to where they need to go they're a bit more grounded they didn't have any I'm not saying that it's the only determining factor, but like if you've got trauma that you've that you've not dealt with, you've barbed wire to crawl through before you get to you, because you have to try to process and undo, not undo it, but move through it and uh, process it before you can let it go. Do you know what I mean? Like I know a lot of people who have trauma from a long time ago and they're still in holding patterns, you know? to a certain degree and you can see it's that it that they've acquired all the knowledge and all the skills like me and my wife Aura we have this this joke well not a joke but we kind of joke yeah it is kind of a joke an, an ongoing joke of like we've got all these tools that we've learned over the years and we've all these tools and we keep acquiring tools but how many, many of the tools do you actually use do you know it's like kind of this person who has like a library full of books and they have so much wisdom and knowledge but they haven't actually used any of it they, they haven't left the library <laughs> do you know what I mean they stayed in the library reading all the books but haven't left the library you know they have never used any of it do you know what I mean so it's like the, the gathering the acquirement of knowledge and lack of action 
you know and i'm not saying that i'm the epitome of action i i'm a, i'm a procrastinator as well as much as anybody you know but i have tools that i've used over the years and i still use them today that, that have inched me forward i'm not saying i sailed forward i've inched forward and i've fought for every inch to where i'm at now yeah you know what i mean I, I know what you mean and I let's just take that up a notch and you, instead of getting through the brambles and looking through and you know cutting down all the, the things in the way and having to process it you just become the rose on the other side you just become that and you and I've gotten to a point where I know that I already am that and that there's no separation and there's no there's no more bushes to get through or there's no more things to fight I've 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 learned through really really long hours and years and like you said it does take work and we can all get there and we're all continuously getting there by the way it's not like we, there's nowhere we're getting it's not getting there it's just getting to a place where I now know that I am that so I don't have to think how do I do that or how do I become that I just how I become that is I know that that is already what I am and so I was doing a session, a quantum healing session, and I, I was asking the question about the new earth. Look, you put that plaster on so tight, my finger's gone blue. Like, you're very, that's very, I think you were a doctor in your last life. <laughs> <laughs> An amputee. Can you fix that, please? That's too tight. Yeah, look, my finger's gone blue. It's paying attention. It's paying attention. Thank you. He's currently taken on, and that's better. I cut my his 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 turtle bit me. No, he didn't bit my he didn't. I cut myself. But I was I was asking the question: the new Earth and this Earth. How do we how do we make we globally right? How does eight billion people get to the new Earth to the new level of consciousness? In my, in, in my opinion, it's going to take like it's going to take it's going to take a big event because like we're not just going to go around on the street and start grabbing people going you you need to wake up come on it's time it's time it's time to wake up like it needs to happen en masse but I think it needs to like I think something big needs to happen to shake people out of where they're at and I know that probably sounds really dramatic no it sounds totally dramatic but I feel that that would be the thing do you know what the first lockdown that's the first time in my life and probably for now, the only time where I felt that everyone on the planet felt the same thing at the same time. It's the only time that's ever happened for me. And I was like, I was. I remember looking at Aura that night and going, this is gonna change everything. I said, everyone's gonna wake up. This is kind of, this is the awakening thing that we were talking about. I think this might be the event that's gonna make people a bit more, that make us all like, care about one another a little bit more unify, unify us there that's exactly the thank you that was the word I was looking for and for that that first three or four days everyone was in, we were all in the same place at the same time and I actually thought that with, with everybody kind of looking after their neighbours and checking in on people and like the lockdown and it's, it's mad to think that that happened you know but I, I really did think that was the unifying thing that was the thing that was going to you but then you know you forget don't you when when we unlocked and things just kind of go back to normal and it's kind of like it never happened you know and it kind of I'm not saying good things didn't come out of out, out of COVID and lockdown we definitely there's we were we're definitely more ecologically aware because we were spending more time in our local areas and we paid more like we fell in love with the birds over the lockdown like I like 
like the birds because they were visiting our garden every day during lockdown we just, I just fell in love we all just fell in love with them now we all know our birds and we really appreciate them and we feed them and you know, we just have, a, just have a greater appreciation for nature always did but much on a, on a much more detailed level I, I, I appreciate nature a lot more so like I said a lot of good things did come out of it but I kind of wished that feeling that we all had where we were all together and we were all feeling the same thing I kind of wished that that kind of continued but it kind of didn't mm, taster that was a taster that was a teaser because because yeah. trust me it's coming and yeah. the covid show because that's what i have to call it because that just feels authentic to me the covid show changed everything forever and we may not see it right in this moment but however ramon every day i'm having conversations with consciousness i'm talking to uh, people whose consciousness is so elevated as prior to four, four, five, six, seven years ago, 10 years ago. And so I know for a fact COVID came and landed and it, 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 it created a wave pattern. And I can see that now as I say that to you, it's almost like it created a wave pattern that changed the very fabric of what we are and it implemented something new and that's just taking time to land. And I want you to um, tell us your story about what you saw just before COVID arrived. As in what did I see where now? About landing, something coming to land. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Um, I had taken some psilocybin actually about six months prior to COVID and I was sitting in my sitting room one night just deep in it and I was in the dark and I saw this like obviously I had my eyes closed and I just saw this like what looked like a big mechanical eagle like massive though like like as nearly blocking out the sky this huge big thing and it was it was coming in from a distance and it was coming into land and I was like what the hell is this it was like a it was like a rusty metal eagle and it had smoke coming off one of its wings on, on the right hand side I'll never forget it and it came down and it landed about a mile away from me but it was massive you could see it from a mile away but when it landed it made this sound that travelled across the entire planet it just when it landed it just went and just this wave this shock wave this frequency just went covered the entire planet and everything changed after that and that was a really big hallucination that I saw, a really big vision. And I didn't really understand what it was, but I remember telling Aura about it the next day. So I saw this big eagle, this big mechanical eagle coming and landing on the ground and just like, like sh just this shockwave, like just blasted around the whole planet. And I was like, and Aura was saying like, well, maybe it's, it's, the, it's the change of Aquarius. And like, you know, because we knew with the, the conjunction for those of you that don't know, like we had the Saturn and Jupiter conjunction in 2020. We had that in the December of COVID. And when the Jupiter and Saturn conjunction happened, that was the move that was going to change. That That's where the world was going to change. Do you know what I mean? Like the, we were moving into a new era um, of kind of a bit, I think it was author, 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 what's the word? I'm, look, the word I'm look, authoritarian control. 
Um, Thank you for not even being able to say it. It was really hard to say, wasn't it? But that was kind of like a vision to me to say that like, yeah, there's something big coming and when it lands, it's like exactly what you said. It's going to come from the air. It's going to hit the planet and it's going to change. And what happened? COVID was an airborne disease. So it came from the air. And when it landed, it changed the entire planet. Again, I'm not saying I'm a clairvoyant, but I definitely saw something coming. <laughs> Can we just, just for the record, like acknowledge that you're a clairvoyant? Why not just own it, claim it? It doesn't change anything. Oh, I don't know. It just feels kind of weird. Like, oh, I can see the future. <laughs> Welcome to the future podcast. It's it's not that you can see the future. You are the future. Uh, we are. Well, we're, I, I do believe that we all live on different timelines for sure. We exist, you know, in multiple timelines and multiple dimensions. You know, the whole interdimensional thing. Now, I'm no expert on it, but I, I, I dabble in that whole area. You know what I mean? Um, wait, 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 wait. You dibble, dabble in the whole area of dimensions. Uh, dibble and dabble in various dimensions from time time to time i came back from 4d yesterday it was awesome <laughs> how do you dibble and dabble in and I out of realms like, you know i mean obviously meditation is one of the best ways to, to get there and you know all about that now obviously I, I i definitely need to be meditating a lot more than i do i'm kind of again I, i'm in and out i go through periods where i'm really really good and then i fall off and then i come back in and then every time i do it like i i, I get the benefit of it but then it's just like it's just knocking in the the discipline of doing it. Well, actually, um, I, you said you have to, when the minute the car comes home, you're up in the mountains, right? You need oh, to be in the mountains, but I need to meditate. I have to do it. Like I crave it. My body and my soul craves to go in. And so you, but you already have the connection in the nature. So that in, that's your form of meditation, no? Yeah, it is. But also I need to, I need to like go, go, go in to myself and, and do the work. Do you know, I still work to do. I still have work to do. <laughs> I've still so much work to do. I've done a shit ton, but I still have more. It never ends. Like every day is a, every day is a school day, right? You know? So, and yes. You still get triggered by things. And every time you get triggered, it's kind of like, right, I need to look at that. Yeah. You know? And when you don't look at it, then it'll just keep coming up and triggering. Like, yeah. more bullets in the chamber. <laughs> every time you do, every time you do the work, you take a bullet out. I like that. <laughs> I just I'm looking at that scene in the Matrix where he's dodging bullets exactly exactly and if you don't do the work that's you <laughs> yeah but do you know what yeah see but boom boom <laughs> okay. I always have so much fun with you Ramon <laughs> I just love you, Ravon, for the I record. I just, for the record, I love you. I love you too, baby. And And your tribe and even the dinosaur that you have. He's a ledge bag. I wonder if we could pick up his nose whistle if we got him. You could do it. No, he's disturbed. I think I disturb him. No, you don't disturb him. He loves you. No. He just loves, he loves women. <laughs> Bring me the woman. We're to, is it a turtle or a tortoise? He's a tortoise. He's a reptilian. I never thought I'd love a reptilian, but here we go. But how do you know that you're not a reptilian? Well, you just made a funny noise there. How do you know you're not a reptilian? I have no idea, if, like, what star system. Like, I, I have a, I have a, like, I'm definitely a Pleiades thing. I mean, that was the thing that changed changed me was when I saw the Pleiades for the first time. Do you know? Let's tell tell Pleiades, us a story. Pleiades star system. All right. So those of you that don't know, so <clears throat> I'm also an amateur astronomer. And I run a stargazing company 
called Galactic Ireland where we take people up to the Wicklow Mountains and we use giant binoculars and telescopes and we give you a greatest hits of what's available to see in the Milky Way galaxy at any point of the year. So we've just really started doing them again recently because we haven't done them really since January because the weather's been so bad. But um, yeah, that that's uh, a big passion of mine and it was, and that's actually what brought the two of us together, you know. No, no, no. Hold on. Wait a sec. Wait a sec. Let's just start that again. The, Ramon is known as the star man, the sky man. I call him the sky walker. He does these incredible events where you go up to the mountains really late at night and you have to drive up these rough roads all by yourself, which terrifies me. And then he's waiting up there with this amazing music and he's got the lights and he's got the whole... It's almost like it's a gig, isn't it? Yeah, it's an event. It's an event. And then he just talks you through what's going on in the skies and it blows your mind. And so tell us how that started for you. Well, it wasn't on my radar, really. And um, I, it all started when I've always had an interest in the skies um, and the pyramids and the ancients and their connections to the stars and the pyramid alignments to Orion and Graham Hancock. I was always into that kind of stuff, but I never really looked at at the sky properly just with my eyeballs and used to love if we were somewhere dark I'd look up at the universe and have a chat with the universe and I you know tried to manifest and I, I spoke to it, I had a connection with it but it wasn't really until I, I looked at it with like equipment that it all changed and that happened in 27 2016 I think 2016 um, or uh, my wife um, fair play to her we were at a friend's house around Christmas time and they had a pair of binoculars on the on the windowsill in the kitchen and they lived up near uh, the lead mines up in Carrick mines and you could see like the, the smelting tower on the mountains and the forests and all that kind of stuff so I took the binoculars and I was looking out there and I could see like birds and I could see people walking up at Puck's Castle and I could see the mountains and I could see deer and stuff I was just like this is so cool <laughs> why don't we own a pair of binoculars like why it's so cool and Aura tweaked that right so she was like right there's his there's his Christmas present right so Christmas rolls around and I opened my present on Christmas morning and it's the exact same pair of binoculars, right? I never, like, it was like the, the Olympus DP1s, right? And a DP1S. And I was like, cool, I've got binoculars. Thank you so much, yay! Didn't even think I was going to be stargazing with them at all. It was I was just going to be going out and looking at, like, the neighbours and shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, there's Mrs. Jones again. Um, <laughs> not really, but it wasn't intended for stargazing. Anyway. Uh, Stevens's day it's usually always clear on Stevens's day and it was a full moon so I was sitting there and I looked outside and I was like oh I was like oh oh my god I can look at the moon with my binoculars I didn't even cop I didn't even tweak that so I was like grabbed them straight out into the back garden I looked at the moon and I was like holy shit and I went into aura I was like you're not going to believe this I was like the moon looks incredible shit of binoculars and she's like oh I say it does I say it does yeah, I'll be out in a minute and she was like cooking she was there they, Jake was there watching a movie or something it was like Stevens's day and I was like you know you have to come and see this and they were like no, no we'll be, yeah we'll be out in a minute like and so I was out there looking at the moon and then I was thinking about the Mayans and the Aztecs and I was thinking about the Pleiadians like or not the Pleiadians but the, 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 the Orion and the Orion's belt right and uh, I was like oh fuck I can look at the stars with this. I didn't even think I could do that, right? I just didn't even think. It just, it just, I just didn't get it. It just, it, it hit me. 
then I said, right, where's the Pleiades? And I looked up and I knew it was this fuzzy patch of stars, right? And I took the binoculars and I pointed it at the Pleiades. And literally the minute, the literally the second I saw it, bang, I was hooked. Mm. Hooked. I remembered like 10,000 lifetimes that I remembered that I was doing this. The minute I saw that light and I saw the beauty of it, I was just like, holy shit, there it is. And they're like, do you remember? I was like, I remember. I remember, I remember, I remember. I'm like, I'm so sorry it's taken me this long, but I remember and I am I am hooked for life. For life. And they're like, yeah, now look now look at Orion. And I looked at Orion's belt and I was like, holy shit. And I scanned down, I was just scanning around. I was about to run inside just to tell Orb like what I was seeing. And I scanned down from the Orion nebula and I saw this big white, what looked like a white cloud with light coming out of it and stars around it. And I, I was looking on the front of the binoculars going like, is there something on the, is there something on the front of these? It's like, what the fuck is that? Like, so I ran inside. I was like, I literally ran over to Aura, grabbed her. I said, you have to fucking come out here and say, you're not going to believe what I just, what I've just seen. Like, I've seen the most incredibly beautiful shit. Like, you're not going to believe it. And so I pulled her out and I said, now forget about the moon. Pointed at Orion's belt. See those three belt stars up there? And she goes, yeah, yeah. And I said, she pointed at Orion's belt and she looked up and she was like, oh my God. And I was like, no, no, no. Go down. Go straight down to six o'clock. And she scanned down and she saw the white cloud that looked like a flashlight with fucking stars coming out. She was like, what the hell is that? I was like, I have no idea. But she was like, that's amazing. I was like, what the hell is that? So on my phone, I was like, what's this big like white cloud with light coming out of it? Like below Orion's belt and I said you're looking at the great Orion Nebula I was like what the fuck is a nebula so I was like what the fuck is a nebula into Google it says a nebula is a giant star factory it's a star nursery where stars are born I nearly shit myself and passed I nearly passed I was like I can't believe I'm looking at that from my garden I was on the phone to the lads going lads and my the lads are mad into aliens mad into space all that so I was like you're not going to believe what I'm looking at you're just not going to believe it and they're like what and I was like I'm out here with my binoculars that Oregon for Christmas I'm looking at the plate in the star system I'm looking at Orion's belt I just saw a nebula called the Orion Nebula you're not going to believe it you have to come over and you have to see this and they're like what and I was like I'm in it I'm in the stars I'm actually in the. I'm in it I'm in the thing and they're like what is he talking about the next day it was clear again, rang the lad, said, lads, you're not going to believe it. You're actually not going to believe it. I'm, I'm, I'm in there again. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at the nebula. I'm, I'm looking at the Pleiades. Like, wait, you see this. They didn't really get it. They just didn't understand. So obviously I was straight onto the forums. Like, right, what's the next set of binoculars up from? Like, what's the next like instrument? Like, like almost semi-professional binoculars that you can get like for looking at the stars because I was like I'm hooked on astronomy now I just I just wanted to go to uh, max it out like so I was on all the forums and the forums were saying oh these Helios Apollos are really really good and they kept coming up in all the in all the uh, in the forums so I looked up Helios Apollo binoculars and they were 15 millimeter lenses so they were three times as big as the ones that I had the handheld ones and they were 15 times magnification the ones that I had were 40 mil lenses and eight they were brilliant I was delighted I was so grateful to Aura that she got them from and I loved them but I just wanted to max it out you know I wanted to just take it to the next level because I wanted to see more right I just wanted to see more and more and more and more so I saved up for about four weeks right uh, I can't remember I got some clients or something and I ended up having a bit of extra cash and these binoculars cost about 400 quid and I had never spent 400 quid on, on binoculars before let alone a fucking pair of fucking jeans or something or whatever you'd spend that kind of money on well, obviously not, not 400 quid but you know what I mean it was a big outlay but I didn't give a shit 
as far as I was concerned, I had to do this. This was just a mission. I had to learn. I wanted to learn all about the sky. And I was learning all that time by just scanning around the sky and learning by hand and using an app, sky app. And so I learned the sky really, really quickly because I was able to go out every night, look up at the sky and know exactly where I was, what to look for, where to find every target. So I ordered these binoculars, right? All the meantime, I'm still on the lads every night going, lads, you're not going to fucking believe what I'm fucking looking at. I'm on fucking looking around never place. You have to come over here and have to see it. You're not going to believe it. We love you, Aura. Okay. You set this man on fire. What a woman. She just got you, didn't she? She's a beast of a woman. She's a beast. So go on, you got the, so the mega box. So, so they arrived. I opened the case. They came in this big box. And when I opened them, they were the biggest binoculars I'd ever seen. Right? I was like, they were so heavy because the glass is so good in them, right? They're, so, they're like really top end instruments for looking at the stars. And they, they were also recommending that you buy this trigger drip trigger grip tripod to put the binoculars on so that you get stable and steady views right so I set those up in the back garden and I looked at the Orion Nebula again and I and what I saw it went up it just went up 100 200 levels I saw green light green and white light and I saw the two two of the youngest stars in the in the galaxy inside the nebula and more stars around it right so I'm on the phone lads <laughs> you're not gonna believe what I'm looking at you're not you're just not gonna believe it I looked at the Pleiades Pleiades were like blue diamonds and there was more of them and they were just roaring with energy so I was just like wow I am so into this is just like changing my life it was it was just that light hitting my eyeball made me remember like what I am and where I come from and what I'm made of and like where I've been <laughs> do you know what I mean it was so cool so eventually the lads were like right we'll come over on Friday and I was like well I don't know if it's going to be clear on Friday and they're like oh yeah it's like you have to come when I say it's clear and you have to come over you have to come over like you have to just fucking come over so I said if it's clear on Friday you have to come over so two of them came over on the Friday night Al McDee he'll tell you this story as well he'll, like he'll never forget this mom because he was the ones like what is this lad talking about he's in the stars it's just a few stars you fucking idiot like that was his attitude so he came over we were waiting for it to get dark I gave him like 10 mushrooms right waiting for them to kind of start to tickle him I had it set up in the back garden ready to go I had it on the Orion Nebula and I said right Al you ready and he goes go on then show me <laughs> So I put it on the Orion Nebula and he looks into the binoculars and he didn't say it and his mouth just dropped and he was looking at it and I said, what do you think of that? And he looks at me and he goes, I get it. Oh my God, that is the most incredible thing. He's like, I'm sorry, I just didn't understand what you meant. That is incredible. That is the most incredible thing I've ever seen. I put it on the Pleiades and he was just like, I'm hooked. He was like, I'm hooked. This is, he was like, I d didn't understand. He's on the phone. Lads, you're not going to believe what I'm looking at. You have to come over and see this. <laughs> right? So that that's where that's that's what happened, right? That's how it all kind of came to be. And we were just stargazing. Any clear night, we were out in the backyard stargazing and just looking at all the amazing shit and checking out all the different targets. The first night I found Andromeda, I couldn't believe what I was looking at. I looked up at I looked up towards Cassiopeia, which is the W constellation in the sky. It was kind of always around. It's almost circumpolar, which means it's here all year round. It just goes slightly higher and slightly lower as the year goes on. 
But I was looking at the double cluster, right, which is a really famous target, which is just like a city of stars. And that was incredible. But they said, you can actually see the Andromeda galaxy, which is just down to the right of Cassiopeia. And I was like, a, like a whole other galaxy. And they're like, yeah, you can see it. Like it's, you can probably, if it's bright, it's so massive, like it's a trillion stars and it's so massive. You can just barely make out the light from it in, in, in suburban skies right in cities guys and I found it the, the night I found it never forget I was actually having a glass of wine in the backyard and I saw this faint blob and I looked up on that sky app and I was like what is that what is that faint fuzzy patch in the sky I said that's the Andromeda galaxy I was like a whole other galaxy a whole other like thing a whole other game <laughs> another Milky Way but way bigger like way more massive and I was like how far away is that and they were like, it's 2.5 million light years away. And I was like, how big is a light year? And I was like, how far light travels in one year? So it took the light two and a half million years to get to my eyeball. Again, I nearly just fell over with that, just with that concept alone, that I was looking at a whole other galaxy. But the light, when the light left, we didn't exist. And I had to get to my eyeball. And when I saw it, it was just the most ancient. It was the, not only the oldest thing I'd ever seen, but it was also the most, the furthest thing I'd ever seen in my life. And again, I was on the phone to the lads. Lads, you're not going to believe what I'm looking. They're like, again, what did you see? I was like, I just saw the Andromeda galaxy. They're like, as in like Andromeda, as in like Star Trek. I was like, yeah, I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it right now. And they're like, what? Are you kidding me? And that's like, we just got so into it just that discovery of everything that's out there you know because then you realize how massive it all is and how small but quite significant for me everyone goes makes me feel really insignificant but actually it makes me feel the opposite it makes me feel significant because i'm a part of it i'm not separate to it do you know what i mean we're we're all we're all one thing like a city is not just a city. A city is everything that's in it as well. You're part of it. You know what I mean? You are, you're part of what makes it tick and what makes it go around, you know? And then obviously the forums were also saying, well, you need to go to dark skies if you want to get really deep in there. And I was like, oh, of course. We could just go to Chuckalov, go to Wicklow. We're right beside that. I was like, straight in the car. <laughs> straight in the car. Packed up all my gear. Said, lads, we're going to Chuckalov. Straight up to the Sugarloaf, pitch dark up there, looking up, even just eyeballing. I was like, how did I not cop this on? And then I put it on the Orion Nebula up there and I went up another fucking 200. Like we could see green and blue and everyone was just blown away, just completely blown away by what we were seeing. And like this, there was so much more star clusters. You could see the, the, the Andromeda galaxy was even brighter. It was more than a faint smudge. It was actually quite a bright blob in the sky, like a, a, a trillion star galaxy, 2.5 million light years away. You could see the thing like I'm looking at it mm -hmm. like how many civilizations are you looking at there like all at once you know and like what are the can they see us Corbin? they must be able to see us as well you know see what happens when you find your purpose I mean just see what happens when a when a person finds their passion yeah. and their purpose yeah, just listen you up, like right? you are so lit up right now talking about this yeah. that you actually forgotten your Ramon yeah. You see, that's what happens when you're in your true calling and when we are aligned to that which we are, yeah. we forget that which we're actually not. Mm. You're not Ramon. Yeah. As you said, I saw that, I looked up and I saw myself. Yeah, you just remember. Yeah, you, yeah, exactly. You're looking into yourself. It's exactly that. It's exactly that. And then Galactic came, the Galactic came about was because, because of Jimmy. 
because I didn't even think of doing it as Jiminy like, Cricket like Jim my, Jim, Jim, my, my, my business partner the Aussie yeah, Jimmy night you know anyway Mr. Chill it took it took about it took about four goes to get him into it I took him up I, 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 we were on we were away on holidays with school big gang of us and I brought the binoculars with me and uh, I set them up outside one night and I was showing everybody the sky and they were loving it and I showed it to Jimmy because I knew like this is for him he's totally everyone's going to get it but he's really going to get it and he looked up at the sky and uh, he was like oh yeah that's uh, that's pretty cool man yeah that's pretty cool and I was really really unsatisfied with that it just didn't I just didn't get the reaction I wanted right so that, that just wasn't enough a few weeks later we were somewhere else I can't remember where we were took the binoculars again and put it up with this guy and he was a little bit better this time he was like yeah man I was, I'm really getting something out of that that's pretty cool yeah cheers man I was like it's not it either it just didn't it didn't grab it didn't, I didn't get it. I knew what I was looking for and I didn't get it right so he was going through like a, a really tough time um with his marriage and stuff like that um, and he was really down in the dumps so four, five of us we took the girls and like his daughters and Jake my son and another friend of ours took his son and we all hopped in Jimmy's car it was like a big seven seater and we took the equipment and I said right we're going to lock down it's in the middle of the winter it was a freezing cold night but it was totally clear and there was no moon I was like right I'm taking you out to lockdown and we're gonna I'm gonna show you something I'm gonna show you something. I'm, I'm gonna fucking show you something like Joe oh, so I was like, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna show you something eh get into the fucking trunk <laughs> get in the truck so we get out to lockdown and we get out of the car everyone's like even Jimmy like he just looked at everyone was just like whoa I was like this is next level and I put it on the Andromeda Galaxy now from out there you could not only see the right blob but you could make out the structure of the disc right you can see the whole galaxy the whole thing and I put it on I put the binoculars on it and I pointed and I said Jimmy come here and look at that and he looks into it and he goes what the fuck and I was like you see that and he goes oh I see it he's like what is that and I said that's the Andromeda Galaxy and he goes what's a galaxy and I said it's a giant city of stars beyond the Milky Way and he goes is that in the Milky Way and I was like no that's a whole other Milky Way beyond us and he was like a whole other so that's I was like it's a whole other galaxy and he's like so that's not in the Milky Way that's a, that's 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 a whole other Milky Way I was like yeah but it's and he goes how big is that I was like it has a trillion stars in it and he goes what and he goes how far away is that I was like it's 2.5 million light years away when the light left Andromeda to get to your eyeball you did not exist sold sold done all night long he was like scanning around like he was just he got it as soon as he got it he couldn't stop he was just hooked he's completely hooked so that's and then like as as time went on he was coming out stargazing all the time telling everybody about it and we had a group up one night and I was showing everybody all the stuff and he was just like man he was like, you're so good at this. Have you ever thought of like making a business out of this? The minute he said that, I got it. Yeah. Saw so, it. That was it. Yeah. That's how the whole thing. It's amazing. Yeah. It's so good to hear the story into a purpose, you know. It's like, well, my purpose is this, but you've just given us you the the story to finding your purpose and yeah. how really that's just makes so much sense to you, right? Oh, it's like a no brainer. <laughs> No brainer, and that's how it should be. All time, the uni had my back, you know. And that's how I met you. Yeah, well, you, yeah, well, we knew each other from years ago, but we didn't know each other. You took pictures from me in Bifa. That was the first time I met you, 
and then I never saw you again after that well I just kind of popped into a reality yeah. and popped out but yeah, I, I, I was watching the Stephen Greer documentary yeah. Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind yeah, and I'd never heard of anything like that but I saw this documentary and after this documentary I said right I need to get a group together and go and uh, call in these other beings because I can meditate I know how to meditate I know how to channel I know how to tune in so um, and I looked on Facebook and there was nobody in Ireland doing CE5s I thought, what is wrong with this country? I mean, in America, it's all over the place. But in Ireland, there wasn't even one little Facebook group. So I looked up. I don't know how I found you, right? But I did not know it was you. So I... Obviously, though, because what happened was is I I came across your site and I think we WhatsApped. And then you were like, Biba. And then you rang me and then you were speaking like you just spoke now about the stars and the this and you don't know about the UFOs, but you know about the sky and the stars. And Well, you, you didn't say that at the time, right? You were just like, no, 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 just come out to the skies, just come to the stars and you'll see whatever you want to see. Just come on one of these events. And I was like, this guy, I don't even know this guy. Why is he talking to me like he knows me? I have to go and meet this guy. Then I showed up and it was you. I was so happy to see you. I was like, oh my God, I get why that guy on the phone was just so nice. Yeah. And then you showed me. Yeah. You showed me. And then I showed you what, what you could see. And then that was it. You were you were sold. Once you saw the light, like, you know what I mean? It's remembering. That's Shine on you crazy diamond. What it is, you just remember. You know, and that's what I, I think that's what a lot of people get out of our events is like they see the light as well and they realise that there's a whole other thing going on. Well there is because when you were showing me the what was going on in the skies and the stars and everything that you, you know the mapping system of the sky I was watching this orb jot about and I was thinking, now hold on, Ramon, what about the this thing that's flying around? And you're like, yeah, 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 there's loads of them. Just stay on the galaxies, watch the galaxies. And I thought, wow, there's so much going on up here that, you know, no matter what you're into, you'll find it up there, right? Yeah, there's so much, there's so much going on. And there's like, there's so many different, I, I always think like when you look into certain parts of the galaxy or when you look at certain stars, they all have their own energy. They all have their own almost personality. They all have a different vibe of them. You know what I mean? Some people love to look at Vega and that's their star and they just want to look at Vega. Obviously we'll, we'll look at loads of star clusters and targets, but usually at the end of the night, there'll be people that will come up and go, can I just look at that star again? Because they're just drawn to, to the energy, you know? And I think that's a knowing, that's a remembrance of maybe where they came from. Like we're all stardust, right? So we've all come from somewhere you know that's the, I love that concept but I love the concept of the ancient light that comes across the galaxy like that event that we did last week there were a few girls from um, Cavan who were great crack I was buzzing off them all night there was so much fun there was four of them and we were just clicking we were having great crack but they were having their minds blown when I was telling them about the ancient light and looking at the light and what the light does you know when it hits your when it hits your eyeball and they were like they totally got it once they saw it and once they got the concept of it they, they understood it immediately when you put it to when you put it to them in a way that's really easy to understand I mean what's like what the light what the like light is light is a thing like it's a it's a it's a the photons are real things that hit your body do you know what i mean like like when the sunlight hits our body we we tan do you know what i mean but when that ancient light travels across the galaxy and hits your eyeball like something happens yes on a cellular level like something happens like your life can change whether you realize it or not i always say when you come up and you get that light that ancient light that's traveled across oceans of time to get to your eyeball 
like what did that like gather on its way here and what has it got to tell you when it reaches and hits the cells in your body you know I always say you see the trailer on the night but then the movie will play for weeks after that's what I say you know that ancient light is what we are mm. we're the ancient light and we are reflecting that to ourselves in a human vessel mm. reminding ourselves so when so when the human when the Ramans sits outside or is looking at the stars and his actual mind has just exploded in recognition of what he is mm. it's like that movie again yeah, in is. Interstellar where we are coming it's like that twofold or that's uh, that circular we are that ancient light like we are the light mm. and I've seen in a vision I've seen the light I was shown the light and I was shown that all light contains information it does. and symbols it does. and geometry, geometry. and but, and I, I was shown that yeah. I actually saw it with my eyes and I saw it in a vision and I saw how that light and how we all when the light hits us we're each individual filters so your filter is different to my filter but when the light which we are hits our filter we kind of broadcast this beautiful uh, this beautiful character this beautiful story begins to unfold of what we are and how we deal with life and how we transcend and how we wake up and how we help one another how we make mistakes and then how we learn to forgive and move on mm. and so the light is continually telling itself a story through us mm. it's almost like it's almost like nothing exists because everything exists within it do you know what I mean? In a way I do, yeah. I, like we already know everything. <laughs> we just have to remember it yeah. in a way. You know what I mean? But like you're like what you're saying as well, like the like the sky and the stars is like a reflection of yourself. I do wonder sometimes like is what's inside us bigger than what's out there? <laughs> now you're talking. Now you're shucking the easel now, what I'm on. What's actually inside of me? bigger than what I'm seeing out there I would imagine so that, like that's such a good I often think about that like that's why I need to go inside more because it's, it's so deep in there so deep <laughs> now wait a sec so what's what is the procrastination of going within because lots of people listening to this are going to identify with not wanting to meditate what is the resistance it's, a, it's just discipline isn't it the discipline I think people were, were in such a a high distraction and high Oh, yeah, high distraction society. We're constantly still, we're overstimulated, you know, that we've gotten out of the habit of just being still. Or I said something to me the other day. Uh, we were, went up hiking and um, we were lying on the, st- we're sitting on the stones um, and we were, we were by the river and the waterfall up in the Wicklow Gap there. We had just climbed the mountain and we'd just come down and we were sitting by the river, grounding and taking our shoes off and sitting in the river. It was lovely. And Aura found like a rock that she wanted to lie down on. And I said, you love to, you're like a lizard, right? you love to lie down on the rock. And she goes, it's not necessarily about the lying down. It's the, 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 the lying down makes me be still. When I'm lying down, I know I'm still. I can't go anywhere because I'm lying down. Well, if I'm sitting up, then I'm moving my head around or I'm supporting myself. But if I'm lying down, I'm still. And I know I can be still even just for 10 or 15 minutes. I think that we're losing that ability to sit with ourselves. I know that sounds really... No, we're not losing. We're allowing. No, but you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't, think, I don't think people are... I'm not... This is not a general a broad strokes thing like I'm saying about everybody but I think a lot of people are not comfortable sitting yeah. with themselves for a short period of time with no stimulus because that's where all their stuff starts to bubble up 
or whatever like they'll start that or their negative self-talk or whatever it is it's in the silence it's in the space like uh, as in uh, like Dave Smith from the space between I I know what they're they're really great that crowd I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of them um, about this but they're always they're pushing the envelope of consciousness and, and, and tools and yoga and everything that we can do to improve ourselves and really go inward and do the work no 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 why are you procrastinating and then forget everyone else in the world well, that's why exactly what I'm doing now I'm just procrastinating <laughs> yeah, exactly so what is when you know space, look it, it is why am I procrastinating there's no particular reason it's just the, it's just the discipline of getting around to, and, and doing it like I did it yesterday I'm gonna I want to do it I'll do it I'm going to do it today don't and that's another thing don't say I should meditate or I should be still or I'm like just do it like because when you say you should you just kick the can down the road and I'm I'm guilty of that as well but I don't even use that I don't use I should or I need to anymore I just either I either do it or I don't do it but I would much rather be in a place where I do do it do you know what I mean because I, I'm actually a better person not that I'm a bad person but I'm definitely I'm, I'm, more, I'm more optimal and I'm much more centred um, because I'm quite I'm quite volatile like as a person do you know what I mean I'm 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 kind of like I'm up and down. Do you know what I mean? I'm I'm either I'm either stormy or I'm breezy. <laughs> yeah, you are. You're you're empathic as well. So yeah. you're kind of. I I have an idea, and the idea is that instead of having to meditate yeah. and having to do the discipline of creating that space where you have to become still from one to another like I really enjoy it when I do it though. but wait the, it's almost like the, the issue is transitioning from one thing to the other it's finding that transition moment instead of finding the moment between the doing this and doing that and that inner transition why not just be in a permanent state of connectedness and seek that as opposed to oh I haven't got time to meditate today like seek that space within all things it's possible. I'm of course it's possible. Again, what we were talking about earlier on. Yeah, it is possible. It just takes awareness. That's the key, right, is the awareness of it. If you can walk out every day and be mindfully aware of your, the nature around you and of all the energies that are swirling around with mobile phone masts and satellites beaming stuff in and the energy of people, like you're constantly being bombarded with, you're, you're, you're walking through like an electrical storm. Yeah, that that is true. However, I've transcended that. I was just going to say you look younger. Yeah, I know I'm thousands and thousands and thousands of years old, (laughs) right? I just don't age. But the thing is, Ramon, I've actually learned because I would have been very aware of being an empath, all the different frequencies and all the different, the noises around us. But through meditation and through sitting within myself and meditation is just being with yourself. It's making a divine appointment with yourself. It is. I look at it as a divine appointment. And this is the most important appointment of my day. And nobody, nobody's scrubbing this one. This is like not getting deleted from my phone. Okay, so I'm going to sit with myself. I'm going to have that divine appointment. And in that space, and the thoughts come like, did I feed the cats? Do I have to wake her up? Do we have this or whatever? Um, What I do is I say, right, we've got 24 hours in a day, apparently. So we've got 23 hours to figure all that shit out. But right now, 
I'm going in and nothing is permitted to uh, permeate this space and I'm very disciplined about that and that's my life's work is disciplining that but at the same time while that monkey is chattering in the background I'm connecting to something that's pure and holy and divine and sacred and all-knowing and when I connect to that frequencies frequencies outside of myself don't exist because I'm flying at the highest frequency I've ever attuned to and then therefore I'm now influencing my environment and it's not affecting me well no I'm just going in and I'm changing I'm changing frequencies but I have to be very aware you have to just stay aware and how you do that is you make a divine appointment with yourself once or twice a day even three times a day to the point where you don't really need to meditate that long you need to just be still realign to that truth and then it's right there you don't even really need to meditate anymore and you get that in nature yeah I do I do but I'm, I'm also like yeah I do get it in nature yeah for sure but like I do like being I do like the stillness and the kind of the inner like closing the eyes and, and the darkness and going in there you know I like I like that yeah. Okay, so, and I know you like doing that, and I know there's a particular way you do like to do that through microdosing. Mm. So, tell us a little bit about how that works for you. Um, well, I started microdosing, like, I've been picking, I've been, I've been foraging psilocybin mushrooms for 23 years now. You must have a lot of them. I've had a lot of them, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't, I, and I'll, I'll be the first to admit, and they know, like, I, I wasn't respectful towards them for the first half of my life they were like I'm not going to say I didn't have some of the best and most profound and most fun and connected experiences that I've ever had on mushrooms but I just didn't I didn't respect them the same way I do now um it wasn't until like I think it was 2015 2016 geez that that was that was a big period actually wonder what my astrology says 2015 2016 was a really big period because I was going through I was just I went through this like I think it started in like maybe February of 2016 just out of nowhere just the black dog came in the door and he locked the door and he he wasn't leaving he was staying he was like I'm here for a while mate I was like oh really he was like yeah 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 you've got work to do you don't know what it is yet but it's coming it's in the post and he like set up shop you know and he didn't leave like I was just depressed and down I didn't have a clue why what was wrong with me and it, it, usually my dark days would last for like a few days where I couldn't talk to anybody but then I'd come out the other side if I didn't do any work I would just let it subside and then I'd be okay but this this one just went on for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks just this lump in my throat and just feeling generally pretty rotten and not really knowing why and just really down and not eating and not talking to anybody and just really depressed so um and I was like yeah I was just drinking a lot then and I was like smoking dope and I was yeah I just wasn't in a good place so we were down with friends um, we went to Wexford and the, the new Radiohead album had just come out back then and it was uh, the Radiohead album uh, Moonshade Pool and I love Radiohead love it but often the messages come to me in the music right all, all the time they always come to the music so there was this song called Dex Dark and the opening line was and into your life there comes a darkness and there's um, 
there's spaceships blocking out the sky and there's nowhere to hide, right? Um, and it says, and you run to the back and you cover your ears and it's the loudest sound you ever heard, right? So that, was, that line with the music and the way it's done, that was just ringing and ringing and ringing. I couldn't stop listening to that song. It's like put me in tears. I just couldn't stop listening to it. And just, just that opening line, I was like, whoa, that's, why is this so, why is this getting me? what does this mean you know what I mean and so for weeks and weeks I was down in Wexford as well and we were having sessions down there when we were down with our friends and I was staying I, I, at one point I was staying up on my own till five in the morning like drinking on my own and, and just like walking out down to the sea in the dark and I remember looking up lying on the on the sand down in Wexford down Rosslare Beach in the pitch dark looking up and just seeing the stars like and just being like like just can you help me <laughs> well if you're out there and if there is a universe like I don't want to feel like this anymore just like help me out I just want give me just help me I don't know what to do so I remember going home going back to the house that night and waking up the next day pretty hungover and not feeling particularly good I, st- I stayed in bed for most of the morning and uh, Aura and Danny and Leisha were you know out in the backyard and the weather was lovely and they were coming in and checking on me going <laughs> rough one last night and I was like yeah yeah I'll be fine I'll, I'll be up I'll be up in a bit I'll be up in a bit and I remember hopping onto my phone and typing in ancient aliens I was like right there must be something to do with spaceships or or like there's something to do with aliens there's something there right because the words and the music and I looked up ancient aliens and then I didn't know that it was a whole show called ancient aliens I was like oh fuck that's so cool so I I watched half an episode in bed about the ancient aliens and you know about the Aztecs and the Orion and this is before I found stargazing by the way this is up before this and uh, it was like it was that Christmas that aura got me the binoculars see there's a tread here right there's a, there's a big long there's a big long tread so um, and then I found Gerald Clark who was talking about that's when I found that's when I found about his lectures and the Anunnaki and the Sumerian tablets so that fascinated the shit out of me I was like this is I want and then Graham Hancock and all that stuff right so I just jumped down that rabbit and you know me I was just like ah, just give me everything like the cookie monster oh I was just gobbling it up couldn't get enough of it right couldn't get enough and then Gerald Clark was talking about and then the, uh, Graham Hancock and Gerald and Gerald Clark and that led to a few other things a few more uh, conversations with other podcasts and documentaries and then Mush Psilocybin came up uh, and then microdosing came up and then I found uh, Tim Ferriss the Tim Ferriss podcast and then I found Jim Fadiman who's like the, the king of research on microdosing and and psilocybin so I listened to that podcast and Aura was just like that seems like a really good fit for you like the the, the, the microdosing thing she goes you actually have some why don't you just try that Let's, I was like That's, of course I'm going to do that I just never thought of taking little bits over, over over the week I just never even thought of that so I started microdose I started taking one mushroom every like they're only tiny little ones like not bigger than the size of the thumbnail your, th- your, your, your little fingernail just a small dose you're not supposed to feel anything so I took one and then like three days later I would take another one and then just as time went on it's kind of like I started and that's why I really got into meditating for that three month period of really intense of making sure I was doing it like every day microdosing every third day and I really got into I really got into a really focused space right and also I was starting to find all this new wisdom and all this new knowledge and suddenly like just as the weeks went on and months went on just that darkness just lifted away 
it was just gone it was kind of like a flower opening up over like a three or four month period until like I just felt I was sleeping better I was exercising again I was spending more time in nature I was eating better I was meditating every day and I had a focus I really wanted to know more about the ancients and like all the Mesopotamian stuff and all about the Anunnaki and Enlil and Enki and the the rise of the of of the ancient aliens and what were like at Nibiru where they came from and then I was looking really out into like the galaxy and like I just wanted to know all about like what's a Pleiadian what's an Arcturian it was just like but like the uni was just like here watch this here watch this here watch it he was just like oh it's about time you woke up dude I'm happy for you so he was just like the uni is my guide by the way every time I say the uni the uni is my guide he's like the magic unicorn and he's like the boss he's like the man you know so he was just like firing me and I was just like gobbling it all up you know and then Aura got really into it as well and then we started looking at like the matrix and like what is it was just basically like my massive awakening to everything you know I think that's what it was I was in a spiritual malaise and also all my trauma on top of that was making me like and obviously I had to work on my all my traumas from when I was a kid as well but that helped a lot like being being awakened to all that stuff and the microdosing and the meditating and the journaling and doing all the work all the painful work that had to be done now it's still going but like I've crawled through a lot of hard dark times over the past nine eight or nine years but I'm so glad that I did it because you want to pay it forward as well do you know what I mean you want to pay that wisdom and that knowledge of what you've been through for you want to pay it forward to someone else and and make them feel like make them realize that they that the work that they need to do is within themselves and there's no external shit that's going to fucking fix anything you know and another boyfriend is not going to fix it another fucking drink is not going to fix it another fucking line of coke is not going to fix it another 10 joints is not going to fix it it's literally journaling sitting with yourself and doing the work now you can go and you can go and do an ayahuasca session and, and, and have the spiritual shit kicked out of you and then you'll see what the work that you need to do it's not going to fix it if anything the mother is going to show you here's the shit you need to look at I don't know if you saw this but like here's something you need to look at and you what that might terrify you You'd just be like holy shit I didn't even realize I had to look at that you know what I mean and then she'll want you to look at it you know and she'll show you what to look at and then you have to do the work afterwards it's not fixed on the night I don't think I've not done ayahuasca but I think that people you have to do the work after you've done it Always. you have to do the work but with psilocybin psilocybin taught me like you have to do the work and it will always show you the work that you need to do you know and the uni talks to me in my voice whenever I take mushrooms now he still talks to me during like normal times but when whenever I do a psilocybin experience he's like loud and clear I can hear him he's like yakking away to me but he talks to me in a voice where I like I really need to listen like <laughs> he's not messing around not that, I, not that he's messing around I, I don't mean that like you know all the time but for some reason when we're on when I, when I do a psilocybin journey it's I really hear it and I really get it and it goes deep like I understand I get it like honor it. I honour it yeah well I own it you know I put it on like <laughs> it's it's good to hear you because we we our common denominator really was you had really bad depression so did I mm. um, I had it for 20 years mm. and I took uh, medication for 20 years to just to, to not uh, jump off a cliff I just didn't really want to be here. I just didn't get it, you know. And not that I would ever kill myself, but I just pray to God every day, why do I have to be here? Mm. 
like please can you just take my life because I'm not going to take my own life and like I would be so pissed off with him every morning I'd wake up and I'd go are you serious what do you want me to know what do you want me to know what do you want me to know and I I got baptised in the Holy Spirit that was my kind of that's how my depression got lifted and that's not a you know I wasn't a born again Christian I'd never even heard of born again Christians but I went into this church and I was so sad and I was so done because I tried everything and I had a spiritual awakening 20 years ago when my body split open and light came out and I'd seen all the trees move and I'd seen the earth move and I didn't understand any of it because I was depressed at the time and the medication kept me in a certain frequency band where and I was on it for 20 years but I went into this church because I had nowhere else to go and um it's exactly the same as you. It's just another door, whether it's a church, whether it's a microdose, it doesn't matter. Whatever way your higher self will present the information to you, will present the breadcrumbs and you must follow them. Do not follow other people's. I followed my own calling and it brought me into this church and I felt this energy come through me and water just poured out of my eyes for an hour and I wasn't crying and I never got depressed after that. It left me. It left, yeah. It left me. It was an exorcism. Yeah, Yeah, it is amazing. (laughs) And so therefore, now I know why, because I'm listening to you, it's helping me understand what is it within me that really wants to help people? Like, I really love helping people. I think that's the highest vibration that you can feel is service to others. I really think I... 100% 100% believe that I think that's when I'm I feel the most lit up is when somebody gets when when something lands with somebody and they're just like boom you see that you see that you see a change isn't that when you feel most alive in that moment yeah no absolutely no not it's just like wow look at that land that's amazing you know? It's almost like a part of you has woken up in that moment. It's like because yeah, we're we're it's, we're each yeah, it's other. It's almost like a leveling up. Like do you know what I mean? It's like every, like I think like we're all trying to level up, and I don't mean that it's not a comp- fucking competition. Like, but I think we're all trying to level up. To you're all like we just want to try and become a better person, right? You know what I mean? You want to you want to uh, take the rung on the ladder that just takes you out of old patterns and darkness now darkness is important for me like I have to have the darkness (laughs) I have to have the dark I love the dark no I don't but you do no but I love the dark because the dark is I find a comfort in the dark and sometimes I might see something there that I don't like you know what I mean but like I think you have to have the balance of the darkness and the light but like it's like going out going like when we go out into the hills at night in the dark you don't like that you don't like that no but I'm very good at removing the dark but but there's good dark yeah, but there may be. There there's listen, not, there's but maybe there's no, maybe there's no dark, dark and light. Dark, it's just dark. Maybe it's what you're focused on. Remember what I said about earlier on about that all dark darkness is is the absence of light, and it's all it's doing is expressing itself. The only way it knows how. Absolutely. And Barbara Marsanak, who's channeling the Pallades since the 80s, she says light is information. And I was already shown that. And when I read that in her book, I was like, shit, yeah, it is information. Mm-hmm. And darkness is lack of information. Mm-hmm. Mm. Also, oh, you're in disagreement with that I can no, see no, it in I your face I think I don't, I don't know I don't know if I agree that the darkness is a lack of information because often when you go into the dark you find what you're looking for <laughs> so there's obviously information in there because you're going to like you're going to find something in there that's going to inform you of something that you need to do or something that you weren't aware of 
See what I mean? No, I don't. That's your reality, though. So it's real to you. That's that's no, that's your reality. And then we learn that we live in different realities, like you said in the beginning. I live in a reality where I I've spent so long in the dark, probably lifetimes, that I have zero interest. I like to light things up. That's my role. That's my mission. That's my calling. I, it's not an idea. It's just what I am. As I move, I like to light things up. And when I find that something's influencing me and I'm not feeling good, like, for example, if I drink, right, I'll have a great night. But the next day, my frequency is turned right down and I become more susceptible to other frequencies around me. And so I don't feel myself. I don't feel like I'm like totally on it, you know. And so therefore I can't drink. And that's a real bummer because drink tastes really bloody good, you know, especially you have a good barman. And so anyway, I can't really drink, but I do like microdosing and I do like um, occasionally smoking weed through a vape, you know, marijuana that will, for example, if I'm feeling like the Schumann resonance is really high and there's a lot of energies going on and I can feel them, I these these are medicinal these plants are so intelligent that they knew what we needed before we were born, right? And so I will get my vape out and I'll take one puff of that and everything is back to normal. Same with microdosing. I can't do like trips or big things like that because I'm loving my own reality. I don't need to go into another reality because um, I spent so many years out of my reality, out of my mind, locked into a program. So w- with this, what I'm doing is I'm doing a training, Ramon, in November, I think. And it's it's a particular hypnosis called introspective hypnosis. And this hypnosis, is, it, what it does is it, it finds the trauma and it removes it. Mm. It takes two hours. Mm. It's so specific. It's so beautiful. It's such an incredible tool. And I'm, as a hypnotherapist and working with people, I'm seeing where they're blocked to go further in to their spirituality and their awakening. Mm. And I need to get that tool that will highlight that trauma in that person so they have enough grace to allow it to go in that moment mm. where they feel safe enough. And we do need to really look at our traumas. And let me just give you an example of something phenomenal, right? I was in a session the other day with a man now this man's probably 60 or 70 he's he's read a couple of books and he's done some things but he's not big into spirituality um, but he wants to write a book on consciousness funny, funny enough so he came to me just to see where he was going so we did the chat uh, we had the chats and all of that and then he got on the bed I brought him through the induction wow then he met his higher self which had a name a bit like you're a uni he met uni right he met his uni oh my god so I asked the uni to just go in. I wanted the two bodies. I wanted the uni to go into his body and him to go into the uni's body so they become one. Unified. Yeah. Now you're on a baby. Uni fat. Touche. Oh, his whole body just jumped off the bed. No way. It was just for like an hour, Ramon. He was, his head and his, his um, heels were on the bed. His whole back is arched. Mm. And he's a big boy. Mm. And he was getting this electric current running through his body. And he, was, he wasn't breathing. He was going purple. And I'm looking at this guy going, please don't die. Please don't die. But I realized he had to die to self. Yeah. I die daily. And I trust the work. And he, I texted him yesterday and I said, are you, are you okay? And he said, oh my gosh, for the f- last couple of days. I mean, 
I, I, I don't even know anything about anything. I'm inside out, upside down, mm. but I know what's coming is magnificent because mm. I've never experienced anything like that before. So there's, there's, there's doors and keys. There's microdosing. There's meditation. There's healing modalities. There's so many tools. There's stargazing. Yeah. There's quantum healing. Mm. There's name a few. Name three more. Like people, there's so many. Yeah, there's like people are mad for the ice baths now and the Wim Hof breathing and the, like there's there's uh, the the saunas and the the contrast therapy and there's ayahuasca ceremonies. There's cacao. There's DMT. like DMT. There's everything. There's really, everything. there's so many. There's so, like pick your pick your pick your yeah. I don't say want to say poison, but, you know, pick your flavor. <laughs> and the universe will present it to you if you ask. So yeah. if you say, right, I need to wake up more to my true purpose, to my true calling. How do I get in tune with myself? Show me the way. Mm. I remember asking that question for yeah. decades. Yeah. But you Show me the you way. Asked, but obviously the, the, time, the, the one that changed it was when you said it with the most amount of emotion and feeling. I think that's the key is when you ask for yeah. something if you put if you put intention and energy and emotion behind the words that's way more powerful it's like me and sitting here like what kind of day do you want to have today I'm going to have a really good day today yeah thanks a million for having me on Beebs really enjoyed that and uh, I'm keen to come on again anytime and we'll just shoot shoot, shoot the breeze and have the chats well thanks for being on this was a uh, Beebs podcast the Biba Logan podcast conversations with consciousness and uh, tune in next week where we'll also I mean, <laughs> thanks for joining us mm.